Delgado. I'm one of your hosts, and with me is my amazing co-host, who does everything with me years later. I don't know how many years it's been, but we're still together all the time. Trisha Barr. Hey! And we get to talk about Not Star Wars stuff, which is kind I of I love fun. it when we get to do that. <laughs> That's the best, because we always, we talk about Star Wars all the time, and I forget sometimes that there are other things that we all like, and it's fun to get to break some of that stuff down. Today, I'm actually really excited about what we're talking about, and we didn't really talk about this a whole lot leading up to it coming out, Um, but I knew that we all wanted to see it, so Ghostbusters, the new female Ghostbusters, were you excited about this before it even, like, came into theaters? You remember the old Ghostbusters. I was in college, and my dance team did a routine to the... Who are you going to call Ghostbusters song? So that <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> dating myself, but <laughs> I liked Ghostbusters. I was excited to see four ladies Ghostbusting, and I was excited to see Paul Feige. Feige? Feige? Is that how you say his name? The director? See what he did? Uh, Paul Feige? Well, I was thinking of Kevin Feige, Maybe. so who knows? Who said yeah. I said it all wrong. I won't edit it out. I'm sorry, Paul saying your name wrong one time <laughs> we're just gonna call you paul from now on <laughs> he's pretty paul he's F. pretty cool on twitter though so I, I like to follow him he just gives all the haters which i'm not even sure why people were so mad that there were four ladies ghost busting but hey People are afraid of change and new things or old things being redone. Although, maybe that's the first thing to talk about. So, this movie came out in, I want to say, July. I think it was July. And it has some big names in it. It has Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, um, Kate McKinnon, who else? Leslie Jones, a bunch of comedians. But then... There is the infamous Chris Hemsworth, which is all we really need. <laughs> he was honestly one of my favorite parts of the movie, and I wasn't expecting him to have the comedic chops he did. I know. Like, to me, he's just Thor, and he's super intense Thor, but he was really, really good, and he was a really great part of the movie. Also, the cameos from some of the original Ghostbusters was really cool, and Ozzy Osbourne made a cameo, which I thought was pretty fun. But I guess we should sort of talk about the reception prior to the movie coming out, because once they announced there was going to be a new Ghostbusters, people got really excited, and then they announced that it was going to be an all-female cast of Ghostbusters, and that's when you notice the shift in support 
for the movie because this, people were like, no, girls can't be Ghostbusters. And it was that age-old thing again of that girls can't do the same thing that guys can do or whatever it is. And did you did that affect you at all in wanting to see this, like make you want to go see it more? Because people were like, girls suck. Girls can't be Ghostbusters. No, I like all these lady actresses, so I wanted to see it anyway. Uh, but it made me make sure that I went to the movie theater and saw it. Because sometimes you just don't get to the movie theater. Like, well, I really want to see it, but I'll see it when it hits whatever stars, HBO, mm -hmm. whatever it's going to be. But I made sure that I bought my ticket. Yeah, I did the same thing. I think we went and saw it one of the very first nights it was out. And I wanted to make sure they got my money. Because we've always talked about that, too, that if you want – somebody to know that you support them whether it's a company or something else you have to spend money because that's what ultimately is like currency these days of how successful something's going to be and you know for a good example i wanted to see peach dragon but i still haven't seen it but i also know that regardless disney's going to make whatever movies they want to make <laughs> so if they want to make something like peach dragon they're going to do it you know i mean they made tomorrowland and it didn't do well either but some of those movies are cult classics on on dvd do you have the original ghostbusters on dvd mm, i don't think so it's not one of the ones that i went out and had to get yeah i own them but just because I felt like it was one of those things from my childhood, I, I had to have, like, Back to the Future, for example. You know, I don't watch them all the time, but sometimes they get in the mood. Oh, my God. Like, so, Back to the Future is on, like, every weekend on some things. So. You don't actually have to own it. Plus, they have it on Netflix now. So let's just talk about first impressions. Did you like it initially, or did it hit you from the very beginning? Did it take some time for it to grow on you? No, I was, I had an affinity for the friendship story, which we don't get to see a lot of, and I'm always asking for in stories. For We see a lot of friendships for male characters, but you don't get to see it for women. So as soon as I saw that friends who had fallen apart at some point in their life and were some, you know, reunited, then I was like, okay, I think I'm going to really like where this is going. And then... You know, other than that, are you really supposed to expect too much from... It's supposed to be campy. It's supposed to be a funny movie. And it delivered on that. I laughed. I enjoyed the cameos. I enjoyed the kind of goofball ending of it all. And I like that the you, they could do it again with better special effects. Yeah, definitely. I think the special effects had some room to grow. But as far as the way that the cast and all of the friends interacted with each other, I thought that was really cool. And then how Leslie Jones's character, Patty, how she just sort of inserted herself into the group, I thought was even more awesome. And I really loved how Kevin's character played along with the girls. And it was really interesting to see Aaron and Abby's characters sort of trying to find their place again and then getting the interaction with Holtzman because you could tell there might be a little bit of jealousy on Aaron's part because Abby has a new friend, but it was never that catty girl thing that you get. They sort of just worked it out, but I think it was probably in part to her crazy inventions. Well, and the funny, <laughs> and how smart she was. the funny part was, I mean, you know, I'm an engineer. I'm always talking about that. And Holtzman was, you know, building, always building something. 
and you know they didn't you didn't have to explain it it just was what it was they're building something here it is here's this crazy invention but it was a girl doing it and you know was like is it going to kill you maybe not you know just aim it this way (laughs) (laughs) her kind of whole delivery on it was just fantastic and I I loved there were some people who were like oh you know Leslie Jones is playing a character who's a subway worker but she went straight out and addressed that early on she's like but that's the whole point is somebody who's just a subway worker can become an important part of the team she had things that they needed she had the car that they didn't have she knew a lot of things about different sightings and whatnot that had happened she had important keys to the story so it mm-hmm. wouldn't work without her either and i have to say her part in the nightclub was one of the funniest yes. parts in the whole movie which they had had been in the trailer but you know it's like when she goes and does the the jump and gets dropped she's oh, yeah I'm, that was pretty good yeah that was definitely one of the better parts of the movie I think, I mean, I have my favorite part, which I'm going to, we'll talk about it later, but overall, I thought it fit really well, just like you said, and, you know, I can see people are getting upset and saying, oh, well, the minority was a subway worker and is portrayed not being smart, blah, 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 blah. I think it was more of just a depiction of what we see. You know, she could have been anybody. It didn't matter what her skin color was. I mean, there's anybody could have been in that position. But I think that, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm weird like that because I, I notice color and I don't notice color. And when I watched it, I really didn't notice it. She was just her character and who she was. And it was later when I read some reviews and stuff. And I was like, really? I don't think we need to go that far. But, you know, when people are skeptical, skeptical I can't talk, skeptical of something, they tear it apart. And I don't think you can really do that with specifically with comedians, because I think comedians put themselves in those stereotypical positions a lot of times just to make fun of themselves, too. And because they use themselves as jokes. And I know that they're that she's a comedian. Like, it's hard to understand comedians because their brains don't work like mine or yours. (laughs) Well, they have to find the stereotypes and the the things that people tend to the way people tend to act the same way or the way we tend to believe people act the same way and then draw on that to you know to find in the one way to get beyond things is to make fun of it so people actually see that something exists you know which is where actually you know the whole funny part of her making fun of you know why did I get dropped because I was a woman or because I was a black woman you know type thing but you know it's it's one of the ways you you have to poke fun at things to get past them yeah and plus that's a, a coping mechanism a lot of people use when they're uncomfortable is they use humor um was there a certain character that was your favorite? I'm going to assume Holtzman. Yeah, Holtzman was... But maybe I'm wrong. No, she was She was my favorite in just that she was spectacularly weird in addition to being an engineer. So, or an engineer type person making things. She, Her whole... you Well, there were some beautiful moments with her too in that you could tell she was socially awkward. But that she 
a lot of times was the most observant and figured out what was going on with the friends or what needed to be said. So she was that kind of weird. Sometimes I feel like that where I'm not like I see things, but I, I felt like I connected with her because I can be that way where I'm like, okay, I could make something, but I can't necessarily talk to people. And she, she was, she fit right in who I felt I was. Yeah, I think you can definitely, it's one of those things, right, of, like, taking that personality test you can take on Facebook and figuring out which one you are. I think that I'm probably, I I fall, I feel like I fall between, like, a Patty and an Aaron, even though I really wish I was a Holtzman, but I'm not. <laughs> I just wish I was. And I don't think, I don't know if I'm an Abby or not, but... I don't know. It's weird. I I need. They need to make one of those. Has BuzzFeed not made <laughs> which female Ghostbuster are you? Because I need that test. But Holtzman had some of the best scenes, like when she's dancing with those. With I don't know if they're like torches or something, and she, she's dancing to some song, and I'm like, oh, she's gonna light everything on fire. <laughs> Or when they go on their first run to get a ghost and she just, you know, Pringles. Just out of nowhere. We've all had that. Abby feels like that. We've all had that friend where we're like, they, that friend hasn't left childhood behind in a way. And you're, and you're just like, oh, here comes that person. And I want to, I'm trying to move on and they're still back in whatever. And, you know, you're trying to figure out how to remain friends and. I don't know that I I felt I felt like I I've been in Aaron's shoes too. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where you're like, and you're trying to it's like Aaron's trying to be legit, right? She's trying to do this stuff, but then the whole the whole crux of the story is she just have to let go and believe, which is kind of why Abby's great. We all need to be a kid and just be goofy sometimes, and there is a we all need to be Abby sometimes, right? Yeah, definitely. We all need to, we all need to be able to let loose and be Abby. (laughs) But you know, I mean, I think you and I sort of understand the Abby character because we do live in our world that we grew up in as kids a lot of the time, because that's the stuff that we enjoy. We have our professional careers. You're an engineer and I'm a teacher, but we find a way to bring our fandoms into what we do. I mean, it's all over my classroom and I talk about it with my students, but I'm sure you do that with your engineer friends. Yeah. I'm one of the few engineers. I mean, I don't know for sure. (laughs) Well, they've, they figured out eventually that I'm the person to come to if they want to ask a star Wars question. So in a way, yes, the first they, they and first was star Wars. And now they're realizing that I, I know a lot more about a lot of things geeky than you would think from a normal person. So, Okay, so we talked about this a little bit before we got going, but there was an article in the Hollywood Reporter in August that was talking about how Ghostbusters is heading for a $70 million loss and there likely will not be a sequel. And early on when the movie came out, Sony was all about saying that there definitely was going to be a sequel. It wasn't officially announced or anything. But then we haven't heard anything from them since. Do you think that they'll make a sequel? Just, you know, 
knowing that they maybe didn't make all of the money back or it wasn't as successful as they wanted it to be? You know, it's so strange because the toys apparently have been very successful. Mm-hmm. And the movie, of course, no no movie ever makes a profit, right? Harry Potter still isn't making a profit, according to Hollywood. But that's okay. Uh, I think they've, Hollywood tends to be a lot more generous in forgiving other male-led franchises for not working out. But I, I don't know. I hope they would ghost bust some more. But it's so hard to say. When they, Sony's been having some tough times too. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very likely that there will be a sequel. I don't think that, you know, the other thing is Lego released a set. They've been doing some Ghostbusters sets. They did a Lego creator or the Lego, I forget what they call them, but they're kind of like the special sets that they get when they're testing. So they did this with Doctor Who and they did this with the Big Bang Theory and they had an Ecto-1. That was the, you know, and along that line. Well, it did well. So they released a firehouse set with the guys. And then they have since released a female set of Ghostbusters for the movie of the Ecto-2. And there's supposed to be more sets coming along with it. And they sell. And they sell out. You know, so I think that it's more popular than they really than the movie is saying it is, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like there's movies that are like that. They may not do the greatest in the box office, but then their merchandise does yep. really well. Well, that was, <laughs> that was, the, I think the, clo- <laughs> well, I think the Clone Wars was not breaking even on making it and it, and, but the toys kept them over kind of the line. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, movies don't necessarily have to make all the money. If people are paying to participate in the movies, that could be something else. But I hope, I hope they do another one. And it, I, I think they were talking about like kind of a franchise where it would be, you know, Ghostbusters kind of like DC where you might, you know, you have one superhero in one city and one superhero in another city. And occasionally they'll cross, uh, cross the streams. Ha! I made a Ghostbusting joke. (laughs) <laughs> but you know i think i think i heard also that they were trying to plan on a like an animated series of some sort uh i, I read that really briefly and i think that would be cool if they did that now the question is going to be you know what are they going to do is it going to be boys girls i i think a mixed team would be pretty cool it, i don't think it has to be one or the other but there's only one character that I require that they have in it, and that is Kevin. Kevin <laughs> needs to be in it. Because Kevin's Ke- probably the best thing ever. Well, did you think he was going to do the the thriller dance there near the end when he, when he had kind it? Kind of. Yeah. 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 If you, if you watch, I hope, you know, when it comes on TV that they don't cut the end out because that's the best part. One of the best parts of the movie is the end. So. Yeah, you know, the best thing about him is some of the lines and stuff were improvised. So, for example, the one with the glasses, when he rubbed his eye through the glasses, 
that was all improvised. He was not wearing the lenses to the glasses because they were causing a glare when they were filming. So they said that they would just put them in in post. And then his eye itched while they were while they were filming that scene. And so he rubbed his glass. He rubbed his eye. And apparently Melissa McCarthy just went with it and just said some stuff. So he just said some stuff and they just left it in because it was just so good and random and comedic. And it's a great scene. How about the scene with the coffee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs an administrative assistant like that. <laughs> You know, another good one is when Patty is already there. She's sitting in a booth. And he's like, oh, yes, you have a guest sitting in booth one. Like, It's like, hello, you're supposed to tell us this ahead of time. Or the answering the phones. Oh, yeah. I can't answer the phone. It's in there. No, the one right here. Oh. <laughs> I would, which is... It cracked me up because I still haven't figured out the work, the phones at my office. Like, I'm always going, they're like, oh, we parked a call. And I'm like, well, how do I get that again? <laughs> how do I pick it up? I can't remember. So I'm like the total phone incompetent. So I feel for Kevin in that. Now, do you have a favorite scene from the movie? The, the, favorite, the favorite scene is the... The dancing at the, in the credits. No, the whole movie's really good. <laughs> but the dancing at the credit, the credits just kind of cracked me up. Because I, I shouldn't... I mean, he's he's danced before, so I shouldn't have... But he just hammed it up. So he gets credit for that. How about you? So for me, my favorite scene was when Holtzman pulls, like, the two like guns from the side of her from her hips and she like licks one of them and then she just goes to town and she's just like bam 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 <laughs> I was just like yeah crazy lady it was just so awesome because they like slow mode it down you know it was just so good and of course Slimer was great and he was cracking me up the whole time and I was just like man Slimer one of my other favorite parts scenes was when they gave Abby the gun to test when, <laughs> and she went like all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. But Melissa McCarthy is very good at physical humor anyway. So she, mm -hmm. I mean, whew, she can, she can definitely put herself out there. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm really excited to see her in Gilmore Girls again whenever they decide to tell us when they're putting it on Netflix. So I'm really pumped for that because I think that'll be the next thing that I'll get to see her in. But she's so funny. Like, and she's not she's not one of those that like has to be crude to be funny. She's just really funny. And Kate McKinnon is hilarious. And I don't know what else she's in, but she was so funny. Wasn't she in Saturday Night Live? She was. I guess so. I I have never really watched a whole lot of Saturday Night Live, not because I don't like it, but just because I never thought or think about it, you know? I think she's not like one of the ones you think of compared to some of the other, you know, spectacular actresses that have come out of that show. But, uh, yeah, and Leslie, 
obviously. And then did you see Leslie during the Olympics? Were you watching the Olympics? I did. I watched a lot of the Olympics, but I didn't see her, no. Yeah, she she did. She was so into her uh, rooting for America that they actually took her down there to participate. Oh, really? Yeah, and to do That's some awesome. like social media stuff and whatnot. And, you know, it felt bad because in, in, you know, in the midst of all that, then she's gone off Twitter and gone back on. And then, you know, she got all her, I guess they, what do they call it? Doxit, Doxter. And it's kind of like, oh, my gosh. So feel so bad for her to you know she's such a fun person and to get that kind of treatment it's like come on people mostly because she was in a movie that some people did not want to see women in but yeah which is so ugh i can't even i can't even handle it i don't understand that you know there were so many people that were talking to me on it about twitter like when i said that it was really good and they're like well you know it's going to ruined my childhood and I was like oh here we go with the George Lucas thing again you know you're ruining my childhood how about no you still have the movies from your childhood you can still watch them whenever you want this is just something new and different going with an open mind for the love of god <laughs> you know it's funny because I like if you were compar- comparatively like for someone like myself who thought Jurassic Park was one of the best movies ever and was very inspiring. Ooh, I do love that movie. Yes, very inspiring. And then when I saw Jurassic World, and it did very well, but I was very disappointed in that movie. It certainly did not take away from my enjoyment of Jurassic Park. I will go back and watch Jurassic Park over and over and over again. If it's on, I watch it. If there's things about that movie, just remembering that first moment when you saw the dinosaurs and all those things, nothing about me not liking any, uh, me rooting for the boys in Jurassic World to get eaten <laughs> changes how I feel about the original movie. I do not like the world. Still, it does not ruin my childhood. So it's such a silly, silly thing to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we did a Jurassic World show. We talked about it. But, um, you know, Jurassic Park for me was such a pivotal movie. And in my childhood growing up, and the Lost World, the Lost World, the Jurassic World is not going to ruin Jurassic Park for me. Uh, because if anything, the Lost World or the one after it would have, <laughs> would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> because because Jurassic World was far better than those two. So, you know, it's like, come on. Um, especially at the end when you get the T-Rex at, the, at Jurassic World, you know, and he comes to their rescue and you just knew it was going to happen. And you're like, yes, T-Rexy. <laughs> you just want to call him Rexy. You want to hug just, him? I want to hug him while he eats me. Eats me alive. It's so funny. We just got a big, huge stuffed dinosaur at my Hallmark store that I work at. And I'm like, wow. And somebody goes, they could have made his arms a little bit longer. And I'm like, yeah, but his arms aren't longer. <laughs> That's how short their arms were. Yeah, like, they were like useless they can't, appendages. They can't clap. <laughs> Even if they wanted to clap, they couldn't. What do you think they did with their little arms? Who knows? What was the point of that? It was like they hadn't fully evolved and just gotten rid of them or something. They were ghost busting with them. <laughs> right. 
So, I mean, overall, I think you and I really did like the movie, and we realized that there's, you know, a lot of skepticism around it, but I am down for a sequel, and I hope that they make one, and I suggested this movie to a lot of people to go and see, and I had several people that went and saw it, and they said, you know, thanks for suggesting it. It was a good time. I really enjoyed it, because I think if you go in just to enjoy it and to have fun, I think it's really great. Here's the other thing about it. There was a bunch of really smart comedy in it that went completely over my head. But everybody else was laughing, and I'm like, that must be a smart joke. You need to go look that up. <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. And then, you know how you feel awkward and left out, and, you know, my husband's laughing, and, like, other people are laughing, and I'm like, ha, 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 what? Inside my head, but I'm, like, outer laughing weirdly well, because I mean, everyone else is. There were a lot of, like, homages to things that, like, my husband got that, I didn't get so he was like oh that's that that's that so you know it just depends on you know what things as as I like to say flip your whopper that you remember or get you know make the point but I I think this was a fun movie I don't typically go to the movies and expect too much out of them uh mm -hmm. I, I can. I know people are like, oh, Trisha, you're always critical. But I can go to a movie and just have a good time. And this one, I definitely did. Cool. You know, it's funny on IMDb, they say people who liked this also liked our next movie that we're going to talk about that you guys will get to hear, which is Star Trek Beyond. Oh. Which, how coincidental. How coincidental. I'm actually excited about to talk about that one, too. Me, too. I can't wait because I can't wait to tell you the story of how I saw this movie. And then we'll, and we'll get to why I saw it. talk about Chris Pine some more because why not? Because mm, <laughs> Pine Nuts for life. We'll have to have Sarah on for that one. We do. We have to have her. <laughs> hopefully she's seen it. But we have to have her on. If anything, we have her on just to drool over Chris Pine. She'll have seen it by then. We'll make her. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us. If you want to reach out to us in between shows, you can actually use all of the stuff we have for Fangirls Going Rogue, which is our Star Wars-based fangirl podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Fangirls Going Rogue, and you'll find our page right there. We're on Twitter at, and Instagram at FG Going Rogue. And if you want to send us an email about Fangirl Chat, just put Fangirl Chat in the uh, subject line and you can email fangirls go contact at fangirlsgoingrogue.com and then you can and find both of us on twitter also Teresa at ice cold penguin and myself at fangirl cantina yep and those are the same names for instagram too so you can find us everywhere and we hope that you guys enjoy the show and we will be back next week, actually, with Star Trek. Bye! <laughs>